Welcome to the Candid Comms podcast. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you thrive in internal communication, you're in the right place. I'm your host, international communication consultant, trainer and mentor, Rachel Miller. Through this podcast, I'll share my experience with you so you can increase your skills, knowledge and confidence on all things internal communication related. Hello and welcome to the show. In this week's episode, you and I are going to be focusing on how to start out in internal communication and particularly, what do you need in your kit bag? Through this episode, you will leave with one thing to know, one thing to do and one thing to think about. Are you ready? Let's get started. The first thing I want to kick us off with today is focusing on what you need to do as an internal communicator. The experience of one internal comms pro to another will vary depending on what's in that kit bag. In other words, what do you have access to to help you do your job? You may have a whole suite of channels, a whole range of channels, which is the methodology that you use to communicate inside your organization. So you might have an intranet, you might have digital signage, you might have newsletters and posters and all sorts of apps and bits and bobs to help you communicate. Or you may just have email. When you're thinking about working in an internal comms, what I want you to do is to get organized and one of the very best ways that I know to do this is to map out your channels using a channels matrix. Imagine you have just joined an organization or you've been called in to help an organization with its internal comms. What's one of the first things that you'll want to do? I imagine that you'll want to know what you've got to work with and your channels form a really key part of this. So the way to get organized is to create a channels matrix. Now, if you already have one, I encourage you to dust it off, have a look at it. Because the year 2020 happened, I'm finding that lots of organizations are having to scrub through their channels. Now, let's just pause here and think about the jargon. So a channels matrix comms friends sounds really posh and it really, really isn't. A matrix is essentially in this instance, a table. And in our table, we are going to map out all the channels that you have. And this is what I want you to do. Now, if you are listening in the bath, and I know that quite a few people listen to this podcast in the bath, if you're listening in the bath or walking the dog or out for a run, then this is an exercise that you'll need to come back to. But let me walk you through it. Create a channels matrix, which is a table where at the top you are mapping out all the different channels that you have. So let's start with the type of channel. So let's think about an intranet, for example, so your internal website. So across our channels matrix, we are having the type or the name of the channel is the intranet. And you can separate it out. You could have name and then type. So let's use intranet. Name is intranet and the type is digital. Then, and this is always the most important bit for me in a channel's matrix, purpose. In other words, why does this channel exist? What is it intending to do? When I'm looking at intranets, what I'm looking for is, is this a window on the culture of an organization? I want to be able to look at an intranet and know instinctively 
the type of organization it is, how it works, how it treats its employees. It should be a window into your culture. Or I wonder how you felt when I said that. <laughs> Did you cringe when I said that? Because yours isn't like that and that made you wince. Don't worry. Or is your internet a place where PDFs go to die? What's the reality? What's the purpose? Why does your internet exist? Now, I often put things in here like it's the go-to place for all employees in the organization, or it's a single source of truth for all employees, regardless of their role, or it's where we have conversations about our day-to-day -day work. And what I'm looking for here is, is your internet's purpose a place to go to get credible, accurate, reliable information to help employees do their jobs? Or is it the place where PDFs go to die, which is more often than not the case. Then we move along to direction. And what I mean here is, is it one way or is it two way? And I'll talk about why that's important in a moment, but one way is broadcast. So if you have an intranet with the comments turned off, it's broadcast. It's a one way transactional fixed method of communication. If you have the comments turned on, that's where the good stuff happens, comms friends. That's where the conversations happen. So we are moving from one way to two way. And this is brilliant for internal comms. We want to amplify employee voices. We want to listen to our workforce. If you have an intranet, and when I asked you whether it was one way or two way, if you thought, oh, it's two way. Yeah, it's definitely two way. But actually the reality is you don't have comments turned on. Then it's one way. Two-way intranets typically have things like forums or comments turned on on stories, or perhaps there's a web part that's embedded which links to a Yammer feed, for example. So there's conversations going on. It's a very conversational space rather than just fixed information giving out. Then we move to the frequency. So in here for an intranet, for example, so this is across the top of our channel's matrix, the frequency might be the intranet is updated once a day. Now, don't freak out if yours isn't in updated once a day. Some are. Some organizations update them three times a day, particularly if we're having a crisis communication situation. Whatever the frequency is for you, put it down. Could be that it's updated once a week or twice a week. I mean, I hope it's at least that. If it's once a month, I would query why you have it because clearly it's not being used. And then we want to put in the owner. So who owns this channel. It could be the comms team. And sometimes I split this out in terms of ownership of the budget, because sometimes an intranet budget could be comms and IT, or maybe comms, HR and IT, or any sort of hybrid. And then the owner in terms of the content. So who is responsible for setting the direction of travel for this particular channel, for deciding what goes on it, for deciding who writes the content, etc. Now imagine you've done this for your whole organisation. If you only have a couple of channels, then it will not take you very long at all. It'll be super easy to do. But if you have a lot of channels, it will take you quite a time. But it's a really important thing to do because then you can see on a page or on a couple of pages at a glance, this is how internal communication happens in our organization. And what I'm looking for when I'm looking at a channels matrix is I want to see a whole range of things. I want to see what are the channels or what are the methodologies in terms of the way internal communication happens in the organization that aren't owned by the comms team. Now this could be things, and I want you to include this on this channel's matrix because 
if you're thinking about your kit bag and thinking about what methods exist in in the organization in terms of the way we communicate, you have to include channels that you don't own and that you don't control. So it could be closed groups, Facebook groups perhaps, or it could be WhatsApp, or it could be certain conversational spaces that people have set up, Slack perhaps. So be mindful of that, include that. I audited a zoo a few years back and I found one of the methods of communication that was used was handheld radios. It was really important. It was a method that wasn't controlled by the comms team, but it was such a key proponent of how the organisation communicated, how the employees communicated. It was such an important tool for them. So include those additional things. And I also included things like interdepartmental newsletters that I uncovered there too. So you're looking for what are the channels of communication that exist in the organisation that aren't owned by the comms team. So now you've mapped it all out. Things I want you to be mindful of are the frequency. So what's the cadence, the rhythm of your internal communication? Is it that you've got lots of channels going out weekly, but nothing going out monthly? Is it that there's nothing quarterly? What does that feel like? We talk a lot in internal comms about noise. We need to be mindful of the noise. What do you actually mean when you say that? When I talk about noise, I've got a model in my head, which is the Shannon and Weaver model. This is, well, I call it the mother of all comms models. It's the original model of how a telephone call happens. I'll link to it in the show notes, allthingsic.com forward slash podcast so you can find it. But in a nutshell, this model guides you from A to B and it helps people understand how to get information, how a telephone call happens. And noise relates to a crosswire, a crackle on the line, a reason why communication is interrupted. So you've got the sender at the start and you've got the receiver and destination at the end. And noise is what can stop a telephone call from being executed successfully. Now, noise and internal comms, is, we normally refer to it in terms of it's too noisy. We've got too many channels and we've got too many emails. If you are planning to introduce a new comms channel, have a look at your comms matrix. What problem are you trying to solve through this channel? What's the purpose? Do you already have a channel that already suits that purpose? You can add different columns to your channel's matrix. Another one that I frequently add is audience. I'm not a fan of the word audience because it implies a performance, which isn't helpful, but it's a standard term that we use a lot in internal comms, so we're going to go with it. But just know it makes my teeth ache every time. Um, So audience is, who is this aimed at? So if you're doing an intranet, for example, is it aimed at, I imagine, all employees who have an email address, for example. Or if you are using posters, it's aimed at all frontline workers who don't have email access. So it's really important that we're aware of how internal communication happens, because if you're trying to focus on transforming your internal comms, which is a topic that I covered right at the start of season one, then you need to understand if there are any gaps. So if you want to communicate with your line managers, do you have a channel where you can communicate with them? Your matrix will help you spot those gaps. So that's what I want you to do from this episode. I want you to create a channels matrix or I want you to dig out your channels matrix and see whether you need to make any changes to it. Do you need to add any columns in? If you put any of your channels on pause 
particularly over the last year in 2020, then that's what I want you to be mindful of when you're looking at your channels matrix today. Are there channels that you used to rely on that you've not been using, that you put them on pause? Perhaps it's digital signage, screens inside an office building, for example, or maybe it was posters. Have a look at your channels and spot where the gaps are in terms of what were you doing that you've now stopped doing? Do you need to remove them completely? And I have a top tip for you. Whenever clients say to me, oh, Rachel, we've got a brilliant new channel coming and they'll tell me all about it. Maybe they'll say, we've got an app coming and I'll say, brilliant, what are you retiring? And more often than not, the answer will be, oh, oh no, well, we're not retiring anything. We're, we're just having another channel. I'm like, okay, so let's talk about the noise in your organization. And you can know where this conversation goes. If you are thinking about creating a channel, make sure you can answer those questions in your channels matrix. Who is it for? What's the purpose? Is it one way or is it two way? What's the cadence? What's the rhythm of it? How does it fit into the wider way that you communicate? Just having a new channel because you've heard about it somewhere or read it somewhere is rarely good enough. I call this comms bling. I've written about this on my All Things I See blog where we have our heads turned by the latest, shiniest thing and we think, oh, I must have that. I must have an app or I must have digital signage or whatever it looks like. Take a moment to look at your channel's matrix and make sure you're clear how this fits into your kit bag, how this new shiny channel earns its place within your channel's matrix. So the second thing for us to consider today, what I want you to know is a glossary. I've used lots of phrases today that we use in the world of internal comms and I find when you're looking in your kit bag and you're trying to understand what you've got to play with and trying to understand what you have, make sure there is a consistency in terms of the language. So how do you describe your channels? What are the words that you use particularly? If you're starting out in internal comms, and I remember this, my first job back in 2003, I'd been a journalist for four years and I then was launched into the brilliant world of internal comms and I felt like people were talking a different language. I didn't know what a channel was. I didn't know what a stakeholder was. And it was quite a steep learning curve. And I remember just asking questions constantly to people around me. And there's a brilliant team around me who were just so open and so generous with their knowledge. Nowadays, you have things like the glossary on my All Things I See blog. Sometimes I really wish that somebody else back then was doing what I'm doing today and sharing knowledge because my goodness me, it would have <laughs> stopped me asking so many questions. But I've got you covered. If you are stuck, you don't know what a brown bag is, you don't know what a town hall is, then check out my glossary. You can find it in the show notes, allthingsic.com forward slash podcast. I'm going to have to explain those. <laughs> Ever the communicator, I'm going to have to explain those to you. So a brown bag um, it's after the American method of uh, employees bringing their lunch to work. They use brown bags. So a brown bag lunch would be typically employees getting together in a room where they'll bring their lunch and they'll maybe meet face to face with a leader and discuss a topic. So it's very informal. I've often called them lunch and learns because the terminology of brown bag doesn't really resonate, particularly for a UK and European audience that I find. So lunch and learns is how I normally describe them but you might hear phrases like that. We're going to do a brown bag. I remember, I remember hearing that and going, I don't know what that is. And I remember Googling it and trying to figure out 
what on earth is a brown bag? So that's what a brown bag is. And a town hall is, I don't actually know where it comes from. The original definition, I don't know. Maybe it's something I'll look up. But a town hall is an all-employee meeting. And it's also known, here's that lack of consistency in language and internal comms, it's also known as a town hall, all-employee meeting, or an all-hands. If you hear the term all-hands, what we really mean are opportunities for our employees to get together, whether that's in person or virtually. Actually, thinking about lunch and learns, quite a few of my clients have been rolling out lunch and learns and brown bag lunches in a virtual format. So they've been getting their employees together. Obviously, everyone who's working at home is therefore having their own lunch in their own home and they're dialing in to a virtual session, perhaps with a leader or as a team to have that collective experience together. So the glossary is really important. I wonder what that means for you and your organisation. I wonder whether you've come across terms that you don't know what they are. Do check out my glossary. It might be in there. If something is missing, by all means, please do tweet me at all things I see. It's a constantly updated page on my website. I think I first published it back in 2014. And we love rolling out new things and love having new words. So let's all try and practice what we preach and be really, really clear. If you're starting out an organisation and asking what channels you have and you don't know what they are, then feel free to ask. Always, we need to be curious and internal communicators. But if you don't feel able to ask, then my glossary exists to support you. We are going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to leave you with one thing to think about. See you in a moment. Comms friends, I have a special offer for you. Because you are a listener of the Candid Comms podcast, you can save 10% off my range of online masterclasses. If you're just starting out, then how to be an internal communicator is the course for you. If you're about to start a new internal comms role, then my how to create a 90 day plan will support you in your first three months. Perhaps you're thinking about becoming a comms consultant. If so, my How to Be a Comms Consultant Exploration Masterclass is the one you need. All of the courses can be found at allthingsic.thinkific.com and simply use the code CANDIDCOMS at the checkout to save 10%. I hope to see you inside one of those masterclasses very soon. Welcome back. In the final part of this week's show, we're going to be focusing on what you need to think about. We've covered off channels matrix and we've covered off having a glossary. If you're just starting out in the world of internal comms and you want to know how to be an internal communicator, I've created a whole course to support you. My How to Be an Internal Communicator online masterclass exists to guide you through everything we've already talked about today, but it also includes things like skill set mapping. It gives you a diary to show you the week in the life of an internal communicator, and it also helps you create your very own personal skills development plan. For the final part of today's show, I'm going to share some insights that you can find in that course. If you've been working in internal comms for up to three years, then this course will really support you. Or if perhaps you have a team and you want to make sure they all have a really strong grounding and a consistent understanding and application of what internal communication is, 
then how to be an internal communicator will help them. Don't forget, you can use the code that you just heard in the Candid Comms podcast offer, which is just using Candid Comms at the checkout. So to close our conversation today, what I want you to think about is the skills that you need to be an internal communicator. And I'm going to point you towards the IOIC, Institute of Internal Communication Profession Map. This is such a useful piece of work. The IOIC first launched it back in 2016, and it outlines all the skills and the behaviours that you need to be an internal communicator. And there's some fantastic words on there. It includes, you need to have behaviours like being curious. I love that. If you're working in, in internal comms and you're not curious, you're not asking, why do things happen like this? Why do our leaders communicate like X, Y, Z? Then we're missing a trick. That mindset of curiosity is a wonderful one to have. It also helps me map out teams. So if I'm working with a comms director, for example, and we're looking at perhaps improving the team or looking at what does the business need us to do, which is the most important thing when we're thinking about internal comms. If you take away nothing else from this episode, make sure you know what your business strategy is. Really simple. It should be. You should be able to get hold of your business strategy, whether you are curing patients, transporting people, or making widgets, whatever the purpose is of your organization, it needs to be written down somewhere. And then your comm strategy needs to be linked to that. You'll have heard me say this before, but the purpose of internal communication isn't telling people what to do. It's to create a shared understanding and a shared meaning. Only then can our employees align themselves to our company's purpose and goals. So therefore, knowing what your business strategy is, is essential to help you start off on the front foot when working in the world of internal comms. If your comms strategy isn't aligned to your business strategy, then how can we evidence, how can we prove why we're doing what we're doing? It's not enough just to have a brilliant set of channels. You have to understand how they help your employees by creating that shared understanding and shared meaning of what it means to be part of your organization, how their role fits in, how their role day-to-day inside your organization helps you achieve the overall goals of the company, the reason that it exists. What an incredible privilege that is for us comms friends. I never ceases to amaze me how incredible that is because when you work in internal comms, if you do so in a really intentional and a really mindful way, knowing what's important to the business, knowing what we're striving to achieve as an organization, and you work back from there, it gives you the right lens to look through to help you plan whatever is in your toolkit, whatever's in your kit bag, whether that's certain channels or toolkits or templates or advice and guidance or the way that you coach and train your leaders internally. The reason I think the IOIC profession map is really helpful when thinking about all of this is because it has different levels. So what it means to be starting out in internal comms and to be working with channels is very different to being much more senior where perhaps you've worked your way up in your role or up in your organization to then be setting the strategy, the thinking, the planning for the way internal communication happens. And the IOIC profession map 
breaks all that down. There's a really good PDF that accompanies that model. So I'll share all of that in the show notes at allthingsice.com forward slash podcast. So we've covered what you need to know. We've talked about having a glossary for internal comms. We've talked about having a channels matrix. And I guided you through how to create that for your own organization. And then the final thing to leave you with is thinking about your organizational objectives, the big strategic plan for your company and working backwards from there. Now, it might be if you're starting out that you're not involved in that at all, but you will definitely be involved in delivering the strategic priorities for your business because they should be mirrored in your comm strategy. And all of this and much more can be found in my How to Be an Internal Communicator Online Masterclass. As ever, I love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you're taking away from this episode. What really jumped out at you? What has made you pause this episode, grab a notepad and get thinking? do get in touch. You can tweet me at all things I see. You can find me at Rachel all things I see on Instagram, or why not look me up on LinkedIn at Rachel Miller. Until next week, remember what happens inside is reflected outside. See you again soon.